With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the NBA Slate Starter Podcast. I'm Eric, joined with my buddy Red Pack as we break down Tuesday's two-game two-game NBA DFS slate. Uh, Rinpak, how's today going? How was MLK Day for you? MLK Day could have gone better. Uh, there was some um, news that I was looking for. We got it, and I uh, chose not to pivot onto a ton of Thaddeus Young, and he ended up putting up 30 fantasy points, which hurt my lineups because I didn't have much of him. Um, on to Tuesday we go. It's a two-game slate, and it's going to be interesting to talk about Jamal Murray, Nikola Jokic, Zion Williamson, Brandon Ingram, your guy, and uh, how we can potentially be perfect uh, going into that two-game slate. Yeah, I prefer playing them at 10, 15% owned as opposed to what we're going to see tomorrow. But you know what? It's a two-gamer. I think this is going to be a great thing for us to break down just because short slates exist. Uh, you have big prize pools in these late-night slate hammers um, where it's like two or three games. So uh, getting better at short slate NBA DFS is definitely something that I've, I've been working on. It's a it's a hole in my game. And so uh, why not have one of the best in the world breaking it down for us? Uh, somebody that I think uh, has had some success in all formats of NBA DFS. But uh, before we get started today, uh, can you please click the subscribe button, hit the like button, uh, you know, hit the notification bell so you know when this and everything else at Awesome O goes live. Uh, We're going to get right to it today because we're going to try to keep this as short and sweet as possible for you. Uh, We go position by position in this. Uh, But before we get going, what is the main difference for you between playing short slate and large slate? What do people need to start considering? So on a two-game slate, uh, obviously, there's with these huge, huge prize pools, the goal is to be kind of perfect. Uh, someone's going to ha- usually have the perfect lineup on FanDuel or DraftKings or wherever you're, you will be playing. And the goal is to just maneuver your way to be perfect. And obviously, there are ways to be unique and not too cute on a two-game slate. You're going to have to make bold stances to come on top on these uh, uh, top-heavy GBP prize pools. So... It's a lot different than the main slate where you can just quote unquote fade every like chalky player where you expect chalk to bust. A two game slate chalk is usually really good, but now how you can do minor pivots just to be a tad unique is you can really still jump large amounts of the field. Yeah, that's that's excellent. I mean, for me, uh, it's I've been working on these two game, three game slates, and for me, sometimes what I do is I I just spread myself too thin. Um, I try to involve too many one, two, three percent plays who would absolutely never be in the realm of play on a regular uh, eight or nine game NBA DFS slate. But uh, it's it's definitely something nice to hear where it's like, all right, play a lot of the good plays. Also, uh, one thing for me that I've kind of realized is the word fade doesn't necessarily really exist on this. I think you can get exposure, but if you do it uh, to certain players who are popular, there's like a creative way to go about doing it. Like Nikola Jokic will obviously be be popular on the slate, but there's ways to involve him in your lineup that can maybe avoid a negative correlation, or you can game stack him in certain ways. There's just creative ways to go about doing a two gamer that we'll kind of cover as we go. 
but uh, you ready to get get ready to get started? Yeah, no, definitely. And the ownership projections on the site are going to be extremely key on a two game slate where you can make your own personal choices where you want to be over or under the field and really uh, f- uh, find out your process for tomorrow night's t- two game slate. Yeah, it's one of the best things that we offer over at Osmo is is having. I think we're one of the only sites, or if not the only site, that offers late slate projections, uh, things of that nature for two gamers, for three gamers, for for some of this stuff that other people just kind of like uh, phone it in. Like we're we're working on that constantly. So uh, just another great feature over at Osmo. So uh, let's get started. Let's go over to point guard sitting at the top on DraftKings. Uh, this is just kind of our first look and first impression. Uh, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, 8,700 against Denver. Uh, both games going off at 9 p.m. Eastern time tomorrow. So uh, there's no going to be no late swap. There's going to be nothing like that of any sort on this slate. So what you see is what you get. Uh, you're going to play the guys and you're going to get all the news beforehand. You're going to play it, set it, and forget it. So uh, 8,700 Shea is somebody who is, you know, seen a $1,000 price bump here, but uh, on a two-game slate, it makes a lot of sense that they would do that. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, 8,200, who's been the bane of my existence as I've been trying to find a ceiling there. Uh, eventually, the shot's going to fall. He said it so himself. It's just not happening in a lot of different ways. So I'm sure I'll go back to that, you know, seven for 20 last game and, you know, yada, yada, yada. I'm just looking for Donovan Mitchell of old. And then uh, Jamal Murray, 7,300. And then Mike Conley, who's kind of been uh, not a resurgent Mike Conley. He played all right in the bubble. Uh, I felt like there were there were glimpses that we got last year that, that Mike Conley was a good fit in Utah. And you're definitely seeing it there. Uh, let's talk about these top end point guard options. Yeah, uh, SGA, 8,700. Man, that's an expensive price tag. He never topped 40 fantasy points against Denver last year. Obviously, a completely different OKC team this year. SGA has kind of found, found his groove. He's kind of hit north of 50 fantasy points, I believe, four out of the last seven games he's played in. So we know his upside. And at 8,700, yeah, some, maybe that, those raw points help help you get there over there on DraftKings. Donovan Mitchell, who has point guard and shooting guard eligibility, 8,200. I think I like saving those $500 and taking my chances with uh, Donovan Mitchell. Jamal Murray, 7,300 on DK, 7,800 on FanDuel. I I like that. He showed signs of his bubble self, taking 27 shot attempts against Utah. Maybe there's a little uh, playoff bubble in him because it was against Utah where he started to really show out. He just wanted to remind everyone who Jamal Murray is. Maybe that was in in his game last time out. He's playing against uh, OKC. I'm going to like that matchup. I like that price tag. And FanDuel, where you have to roster two point guards, obviously he's going to be in play. If not, he's probably my favorite point guard the way things look at it right now. Mm-hmm. Monitor the Alonzo Ball situation. He was qu- He's questionable to play tomorrow. Earlier uh, in the weekend, they said he's going to be around, um, missing around a week, so maybe it's not as bad as it seemed. But, man, questionable for Alonzo Ball, 5,500. I'm skeptical. But if he's ruled in, uh, purely an ownership play where you can definitely carry Alonzo uh, in your lineups. Do you have any interest in um, your boy Monty Morris, George Hill? Yeah, uh, any other cheap point guards? Not everybody who went to Iowa State is my boy. Actually, that's not true. Every single one is. So there's that. I uh, gotta gotta represent. Just like your Michigan apparel, I gotta get some Iowa State apparel on this show. Uh, I feel pretty bad about that, but uh, regardless, Eric Bledsoe got switched over to 5500 over on Fanduel. So that's somebody that I. I you see these positional switches. Uh, I doubt he goes overlooked if Lonzo Ball gets ruled out, but I do like the Lonzo Ball call if he does get ruled in. Uh, Monty Morris, you kind of know who he is. I talked about him a little bit on Sunday on the Live Before Lock show. Uh, he's somebody that just kind of 
plays the 20, 22 minute role. You kind of have a lot of interest in him when Jamal Murray sits, but considering Jamal Murray exists, uh, that's a difficult thing to see minutes upside. Uh, and even on a, on a two game slate, there's just not like a big ceiling there. But again, if you're trying to get perfect going down and going cheaper, he's really the only guy on DraftKings over, you know, I guess 3,500 is the next listed guy, but he's, he's as cheap as I think I would want to go. Maybe Compazzo, if you're looking for an absolute dart, 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 who's going to play 10, 12 minutes for Denver. But otherwise, Monty Morris is about as cheap as I would even consider over on DraftKings. Uh, going over to FanDuel, again, Bledsoe is sitting at that 5,500 number. Uh, George Hill's there at 4,900. Um, yeah, Monty Morris, just 4800 seems like a big tag to pay on FanDuel uh, with Eric Bledsoe with much more upside, I feel like, over there. Uh, George Hill, I even prefer uh, in that in that spot. So uh, somebody that's, you know, just 100 bucks more. So I, I would probably try to make that fit as opposed to going to Monty Morris. But I like where your head's at. I appreciate the the shout out for Iowa State today. That's a, that's a nice thing to have. Uh, anybody else you want to touch on point guard? Yep, let's hop over to the shooting guard position. All right, let's keep it on rolling. Before we do, uh, also, uh, NBA packages starting at $4.95 per week. We've uh, we've been saying it here for the last week and a half. Uh, we do have some other promotions that will be coming up. So we have the Connor promotion, so give that a look as well. But the NBA packages starting at $4.95. Uh, you go to awesomeo.com slash join NBA. Uh, take a look at all that we have to offer over there, uh, multiple different price offerings, uh, multiple different things that you can get uh, to get your feet wet if, if you're kind of looking to see what's behind the paywall so uh so pretty low entry fee in there uh for four dollars and 95 cents so give that a look it's osmo.com slash join nba uh, and then the connor promotion do you want to talk a little bit about that rain pack yeah check out the uh osmo.com slash promos to see uh get access to the our mma uh, osmo plus package for two dollars and 57 cents connor mcgregor's back in the octagon this weekend so Experience our MMA product just for $2.55 in honor of UFC 257. Oh, it's going to be a fun one. <laughs> I'm, I'm ready to fire up some MMA. I kind of took this last weekend off, but this will be a fun one. Uh, let's keep it moving. Shooting guard sitting at the top end on FanDuel. We'll, we'll start over there. Uh, so Shea's up there at 8,600 there. Uh, so we covered him 8,700 over on DraftKings with the point guard eligibility, but 8,600 on FanDuel shooting guard. Donovan Mitchell, 8,200. Uh, Again, my guy that just kills me, uh, Jordan Clarkson. He's going to be a big talking point tomorrow. So 6,300. Uh, as far as I know, Ingles, uh, he's still a game time decision there. They're saying that he's questionable. If he's if, if Ingles gets ruled in, I will have next to none uh just because of the ownership that will be there on Jordan Clarkson. I'll live and die with with that fate if Ingles gets ruled in. Otherwise, he's just somebody that's going to be a big, big talking point. Talk to me a little bit about Clarkson and some of these other options at shooting guard. Yeah, I think people are, are going to look to roster SGA and Donovan Mitchell on shooting guard position, uh, kind of like always a pay-up spot usually. Uh, in terms of value, I think you can go down to uh, Jordan Clarkson, and then outside of that, you're going to have to choose – roulette between Diallo, Mikel Alexander-Walker, and Gary Harris. Kind of an ugly situation. Maybe you go to Alexander-Walker. It'll be interesting to see what their ownership comes in at. But I'm going to be prioritizing um, over there Donovan Mitchell, also 8200 I like that price set quite a bit on FanDuel. SGA is okay, $8,600. Uh, we know what his upside is, but I, I prefer saying those $400, and maybe those $400 will come in handy on some other positions. Over there on uh, DraftKings, I think uh, – Obviously, Mitchell's over there. Barton's 5,700. I like that because he has shooting guard and small forward eligibility. I'm going to be off the Lou Dort terrain. 5,100 seems a bit too pricey now. Obviously, put up a monster, 46 and a half 
DraftKings game, thanks to six steals. I doubt that happens again. But so 6K with shooting guard eligibility, definitely worth an option. And George Hill, 4,300. I like that quite a bit. And going back to your Clarkson um, take, it's going to come down to that Ingles situation. He's okay, but man, $6,500, uh, $6, $6, Clarkson. Man, that is an expensive price tag for Clarkson. It's very rare that we've ever seen him above the 6K price tag in his career. There was a stretch where he was in the 7Ks a while ago, but it's been a long time. Uh, I'm hesitant with Jordan Clarkson just because he's so scoring dependent. Mm-hmm. Things have changed in the Quinn Snyder offense as he's picked up some rebounds, some assists, but super, super scoring dependent. And going to be super, super high owned just because of those box scores of recent. So yeah, it's, it's exactly it. Just shooting dependent guys that that are going to be high owned. Terrence Ross is another that comes to mind whenever he's on a slate. Uh, guys like that, when they're going to be popular, I, I try to find other avenues to go. So I like that from you. Uh, Nikhil Alexander-Walker played 33 minutes last game. I know it got a little out of hand towards the end in Sacramento, and maybe they just kind of let him continue with the run, but he looks pretty good. And, he, you know, five rebounds, five assists in that box score made me, made me happy to see that too. Uh, that was a guy that I know that uh, Josh Engelman was high on on Sunday. Sunday and you know fortunately put up a nice number for us there but hoping hoping for kind of a similar result on Tuesday uh anybody Hamadou Diallo that was kind of weird to see him go down to 11 minutes is is there any kind of reasoning behind that was there anything that you saw from that no I uh was something that I'm gonna have to dig into furthermore uh, I'm not too sure obviously Diallo's up and down with his minutes uh, like obviously you kind of expect him to play around 20 minutes and north of 20 you'll take anything more than north of 20 minutes but and two games slate, you're going to have to get a little different summer. Maybe that's summer where we can mm-hmm. definitely get different. But I have to look into that situation and why his minutes went down. Check out what those rotations looked like potentially. Yeah, I, I just asked because I had no idea myself. So mm-hmm. I, not to put you on the spot, but I saw he had 11 minutes. And uh, somebody that's generally a high DK point per minute guy. So uh, somebody that I would have some interest on if there was nothing going on there. But I just found it weird. Maybe Lou Dort was just so on fire that they just let him go for extended run. But I guess that's why God invented popcornmachine.net. So we can go figure out a little bit of what happened in some of those rotations. So uh, let's move on ourselves over to small forwards. So sitting at the top end, my boy Brandon Ingram, who's going to be crazy, crazy popular, uh, just eighty four hundred over on Fanduel, uh, ninety one hundred over on DraftKings. Might might want to like go to the price tag where uh, somebody might be a little bit more expensive just to get a lower owned version of them. Uh, maybe that's overthinking it a little bit, but that's kind of what I'm going to be trying to do in some of these spots because Brandon Ingram eighty four hundred on Fanduel is, is pretty fantastic. Uh, Will Barton, he's st- sitting there at sixty one hundred, uh, just. 25 minutes and 16 FanDuel points coming off an absolute bomb the other day. Just played awful. But uh, against OKC, it's it's hard not to have interest in everybody up and down the lineup there. Uh, Lugans Dortz, a small forward over on FanDuel at 5,300. And then Bojan Bogdanovic, another guy who made a positional swap uh, from power forward. Now he's a small forward over on FanDuel uh, for $5,000. Uh, it's, it's probably something that FanDuel's moving it around just because maybe there were too many players at one position as opposed to another. So they're spreading it around for this two-game slate. If so, that's a, that's a great reasoning for it. Uh, I have no problem with it. Talk to me a little bit about small forward. Uh, small forward's obviously kind of a tough situation on Fando, especially on a two-game slate. Ingram was very disappointing against a pretty cake matchup against Sacramento. Only put up 28 fantasy points. Went at 8 of 19 from the field, but really didn't do much of anything else. It was really disappointing. I was pretty high on Ingram against Sacramento a couple of nights ago. Hopefully he's okay and whatnot in terms of health or injuries or if he's battling through something. But I was very upset to see that. 
Uh, I think Will Barton makes for an uh, obviously fine play. You're going to have to roster two fan to a, a small forwards. And then I like uh, Boyan Bogdanovich at 5K. We saw him get over thir- uh, 30 minutes last time, taking double-digit shot attempts. There's going to be a time where Bogdanovich is going to hit six three-pointers in a game, rack up some rebounds. It's a matter of time and 5Ks, like especially on a two-game slate, obviously he's going to be in play. Ingles, uh, if he plays, you're going to have to consider him just because if he's going to play, you have to roster two on FanDuel. So definitely someone to consider. Josh Hart was also disappointing against Sacramento, uh, which is just like was upsetting yet again. But I think you have to consider Josh Hart. Outside of that, I mean, you could go to Redick only if you think he's going to cash out some three-pointers. Over there in uh, small forward on DK, Bogdanovich checks in. You're going to like that three-point bonus for him over there. Barton and Ingram make for fine options as well. Not that interested in Dort or Royce O'Neal. Kind of expensive for me now, mm-hmm. five one five two. Really kind of not looking forward to pay, uh, playing those guys. Josh Hart, 4,900, who has only small forward eligibility there. Works fine. I'll, I'll, I like uh, P.J. Dozier, That's who has my guy. Guards, small yep. forward eligibility. Uh, put up uh, twenty eight fan, uh, just under 28 fantasy points in 28 minutes. Dozier is one of those guys Malone really likes. And Malone likes him. He's going to run him out there. And against OKC, yeah, I think we can definitely have to consider Dozier. Any See, interest in a J.J. Redick or Dozier potentially, Eric? Yeah, J.J. Redick, he looks a little bit like dust right now, but I don't really care. He's 4K on a two-game slate. I'll definitely have some exposure in case he knocks down four or five threes. And three-point shooting is a little bit more valuable on DK because you get that half-point bonus on those. So uh, somebody that I'll definitely have some exposure to, but I'm not like, yay, I want to knock the doors down to play and roster J.J. Redick tomorrow. Uh, so, but P.J. Dozier, 100 less, played 27 minutes, looked pretty darn good good uh does a number of different things he's not just necessarily uh somebody that's like super shooting dependent he can he can get some boards so so somebody that i'm gonna have some interest in over there specifically to play at small forward uh to fill that position but i mean shooting guard and small forward on on dk are kind of like a gross fill tomorrow for the most part like you know clarkson's gonna eat up so much of that ownership on DraftKings for for shooting guard and then small forward i feel like ingram's gonna eat up so much of it uh and then kind of have a smattering of everybody else that that ownership should be pretty spread out so uh, I actually would expect PJ Dozier just because of those recent performances to be popular but I don't really care he's 3900 and probably as cheap as I want to go there so uh you want to keep it moving let's do it god we are trucking today this is great this is great for the people uh power forward sitting at the top on uh FanDuel we'll start over there Zion Williamson 7800 Royce O'Neal, 5,500. Darius Baisley, 5,200. And Paul Millsap, 4,700. Uh, I guess Isaiah Roby is somebody that's been played a lot of late. Uh, Al Horford, he continues to have the, the personal issues that's going on. So Isaiah Roby should be very, very popular on the slate down there at 4,500. Uh, pretty much that entire top tier, it's going to be spread out other than Zion, who's just going to be mega, mega chalk on FanDuel. Because just from a raw points perspective, he's somebody that you feel like you can lock in. Uh, Let's let's just kind of cover the whole thing going straight down. Yeah, you're going to like Zion against Utah um, just because, like you said, we're rostering two. You're going to have to consider Zion for sure. Uh, looked alive against Sacramento. Went 13 of 15 from the field. I don't expect that to keep up. But Zion's that type of caliber of player where it's not too hard for me to do that. He had some phenomenal dunks against Sacramento. Uh, going to your Isaiah Roby consideration. He's going to have to match up against Nikola Jokic, so good luck with that. We'll see what his ownership comes in at, <laughs> considering a tough matchup for him. Royce O'Neal, 5,500. I'm going to be interested in pivoting off of that and considering Millsap or Darius Baisley. 
uh, at 5,200 as some pivoting options. And Jamichael Green is someone who has shown signs of getting north of 20 minutes before. On two-game slate, you're going to have to consider him, considering him. On DK, uh, we have Zion7900, who also has center eligibility. Fine, fine option. Could be the highest-scoring player on this slate. It's a two-game slate. You're going to have to for sure have the highest-scoring guy in your lineup. I think we can definitely consider $4,100 Roby here. Uh, power forward center eligibility. I do expect him to take on a quite a bit of ownership. We'll see how this matchup really works out for him. You can p- consider his backup in Muscala on FanDuel as well. It's kind of gross. 4K, so can but... I can I throw out a guy that could possibly be his back? Uh, what about Pokashevsky? Somebody that's been a high uh, point per minute guy when he's had the minutes, but I mean he's only had the minutes in blowouts. Uh, if you were anticipating any kind of like foul trouble or something, could he be a possible guy to close out this game if it was a blowout? Is he somebody that you could have at like four or five percent? Yeah, I think you can definitely consider Pokashevsky uh, in terms of if you're targeting a blowout on that a Denver OKC game. I, I would be shocked if he doesn't get a blowout run, especially 3200 on DK where you kind of need some sort of value to uh, find a way to get Ingram, get Zion, Gobert, Mitchell, all those guys. Yeah, sure, you can definitely take a shot with Pokashevsky for sure. Scrawny dude. I, I mean, <laughs> if it's not a blowout, it's like your lineup goes boom or bust based on that, so... Yeah, 3,200, sure, why not? And we've seen two-game slates where guys who just get 10, 11 points take you to the top, and Pokachewski could do exactly just that, and I'll work out just fine. Yeah, I think predicting game script on a two-game slate actually makes some sense in your lineup, uh, more so than it would on a full slate when it's hard to consider some of that for the most part. Uh, And in a year where things are blowing out, I I don't know. Pokashevsky just kind of looked interesting to me at 3,200. He's got an awesome name, so uh, somebody that I wanted to throw out there. Let's. You want to finish it out at center? Are we are we almost there? Yeah, let's do it. Oh my goodness! Sitting at the top end on on DraftKings, uh, Nikola Jokic. He's very good at basketball. He's 11K though, so that's going to be fun uh, to figure out exactly what that ownership is. But you know, all he does is completely just destroy slates over and over and over again. Uh, coming off a 72 point game, uh, currently what is his average? 60.8 DraftKings points per game. That seems pretty good and something that I could fit. Like, I mean, I expect him to be crazy, crazy chalk, but who cares? It's it's guaranteed points on this slate. Uh, it would almost probably take like, what, 35 or 40 for him to bust you? Because even at 50, he could be in the optimal in that kind of a situation. Is that something you consider ever? Yeah, no. I mean, if I were, if you're, if I were to tell you, Eric, if uh, Nikola Jokic is going to get you 60 points tomorrow, what are you going to do with him? You're going to play him 100%. Yeah, and like, and if... It seems like a very favorable matchup. We've seen the bigs against OKC kind of do well. I believe Wendell Carter played them last time out, had a pretty nice game against them. So I think we got to definitely consider Nikola Jokic. There's no questions about it. Two games slate. And now if you, for those who want to make a bold stance and remove him from your player pool and like, okay, Nikola Jokic, only need, they only need Jokic to like put up 30 fantasy points. They blow him out. It could happen. So that's a very interesting decision point to make with Jokic where you got to choose to be over or under the field. And uh, keeping an eye on those ownership projections will help make you make an informed decision based on our data. So mm-hmm. consider that. I do like saving down to Nicole, uh, Rudy Gobert. Someone mm-hmm. Gobert is playing 30 minutes and kind of you expect the game to potentially stay closer. Gobert, uh, you got it super consistent. You expect him to get north of 30 fantasy points each time he's on the court, which is nice, 7,600. Over there on FanDuel where you get the block bonus, 8,500. 
like on FanDuel, especially on two games play, you got to get center right, and that's so important on FanDuel. Uh, there's so. only three, I think, that are in play, really, even. I mean, Favors mm-hmm. is, you know, he's got that knee thing that keeps popping up, but, like, he's always playing through that. But, like, he just doesn't get the minutes or anything. 4,200, maybe he gives you, a, you, like, a unique lineup construction, gets you 20, 22, and uh, you you bingo everything else. But, like, otherwise, Jokic, Gobert, and Adams, I feel like, are the only guys even in play on that slate. Do, do you agree with that? Yeah, uh, it'll be interesting to see what a Derek Favors build might do against this old team in New Orleans. That's Ooh, just like completely who I didn't even consider oh. a completely different roster construction build over there. Center on DK, you can maybe pay down to a thirty four hundred dollar Muscala potentially to completely alter your line of construction and being a tad unique. Um, that's one way to do things, uh, but obviously you're going to be. Missing out on the Nikola Jokic ceiling is a huge opportunity cost. Mm-hmm. It's going to be an interesting decision to make as we come close to 9 p.m. tomorrow night. What's your a quick take on Jokic? Are you more inclined to lock or come in at the field, under the field, over the field? How are you feeling about Nikola Jokic, the Joker, tomorrow? Well, I unbeknownst to me, I collected a bunch of tickets for this uh, for this clutch shot tomorrow uh, without looking at what the slate was. So I guess I have a bunch of tickets for this uh, for this clutch shot on FanDuel that's going to be 200k to first. So uh, it's not like I I don't know. For me, it would be something where I think you have to imagine lineup builds where Ingram, Zion, and somebody else then like that you're paying up for completely go bonkers for like 50-55 where you need all three of them and Jokic fails by only getting like 40 or 45. And we've seen like one game of that this year. He's ran so pure uh over and over and over again. Um you know getting different in NBA is also difficult because like leaving salary on the table is so so hard to still be optimal because how much better of a play Jokic is than Adams, uh, just relative to the position. So like for me, I feel like I'm going to be over the field, even if that number is something silly, like 70, 75% on FanDuel. Yeah. And completely agree with you there. And it's okay to leave salary, but just make, make sure in mind, just like make sure the rest of your lineup correlates in sorts of that. Obviously in the two game slate correlation really gets thrown out the window, but, since anything can really happen and anything really goes on a two-game slate. Um, have, uh, more importantly, when you're playing DFS, have fun and like obviously try to make the most informed uh, decisions, and hopefully our data can help you do that. Yeah, I uh, we're going to have some fun tomorrow. Two-game NBA slates starting at 9 p.m. for everybody, 6 p.m. out here on the West Coast. Should be a fun one. Uh, any finishing words to, fit, to, to close us out here today? Yeah, uh, check out at AwesomeNBA for all our news and content and tools out there. Make sure to give that account a follow. Follow the main account as well at at awesome underscore com. And uh, good luck tomorrow. Rimpack, this was fun. This is probably like my most fun show that we've had so far because uh, you're really good at these short slates. So I'm just going to steal everything you said and do it. So just like the people, it'll be it'll be great. So uh, best of luck to everybody tomorrow. Enjoy the day. Enjoy having like an afternoon to yourself for the most part. And uh, we'll we'll catch you over here over at uh, for for Wednesday's bigger, much bigger slate from what it looks like uh, for the next edition of the Slate Starter. Take it easy, y'all. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.